Praise the Lord. Welcome you to this live broadcast this first day in August 2021. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, thank you for everything. Thank you for sustaining your children and for still holding the wall so that there's no destruction. We welcome you, dear Holy Spirit. Speak through us to your people. Break all the yokes in the lives of the hearers and the speakers. That the name of Jesus only shall be lifted in every heart. And at the end of this sermon, all will yield themselves to him and sing that they will live only for Jesus. Blessings, glory, and honor are all yours, my Father and my God. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental is taken again from our brother Caleb May the Lord continue to bless him, continue to enlarge his coast. In Jesus' name. We'll be concluding our series today, Contending for the Gospel of Christ. The series outline will be on number seven today. Actually, number eight. Last Sunday was Jeremiah contended for God's word. Today, become a true witness, meaning rise up to the challenge of our time. Please read. God wants those who believe in his son and who have been living according to his word to rise up and begin to contend for his son's gospel. Praise the Lord. Become a true witness. That's today's topic. In brackets, rise to the challenge. Outline. Children of God are the light of the world. Become a faithful witness. And there is no time to waste. Number three. First topic, you are the light of the world. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ is telling you and I that his children are the light of the world and that they must ensure that their light, that's their good deeds, their way of life are seen by all. So when they say, yes, that's a truth, okay, he's a follower of Jesus Christ. The church today is in the same state as Judah was before his destruction. It was apostate. But one man, maybe a few others, took a stand against the rulers and the religious system that had gone away from God. Few dared to do it in his time. 
But God is asking you and I today to be the Jeremiah's of our generation. To challenge the apostasy in the church. And I'm going off script to make a comment here. Those of you who have been watching this broadcast, who have been convicted, you've been asking what you can do. If you are that late, please get in touch with our ministry. We will work with you to see how we can develop a program for your own area so that you can take the gospel to your neighbors. Take it even to the church where you attend. Get in touch. Our email is there. Our website is there. Uh, those of you who are on our WhatsApp page, you also know how to reach us. But please only get in touch if you are truly persuaded. And you have been led of the Lord to get in touch with us. Because if you get in touch with us and we are not led to get back to you, we will not get back to you. We want to help those impart the knowledge and the truth so that they can walk in their own neighborhoods on their own with other people to help them. Because it is that bad. There is so much untruth, so much falsehood, so much everything in the world today, not just in the secular, but even in the Christian churches. And there's no way you're going to discern which is right and wrong Except you have the Holy Spirit. And sometimes you've already been hypnotized. And prayers can help you to be freed. We don't know. But all I'm saying is. Please. If you are always led by every wind of doctrine. The time is to go back to the Bible and read. Because all the preaching and teaching today in the churches. Are about the world. It's about looking down. It never talks about looking up. Because when you look up, that's when the challenge comes. But that's what God wants you and I to be. The light that shines, not the one that hides. Praise the Lord. Children of God are the light of the world. God commanded them to let their light so shine, so that all believers will see the good works and become believers. So they can also shine for others to become believers. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ knew that the world will get darker and darker as the time of his return approaches. He saw the great apostasy, an apostasy that will pale in comparison to that of Israel and Judah. He saw leaders of organized church groups, denominations and organizations leading their followers astray. He saw them being, behaving worse than the religious leaders of Israel and Judah. The Lord saw something else. There will arise prophets like Jeremiah to one organized Christianity or the deceit of their leaders and of the impending doom for those who refuse to flee from organized Christianity. Both he and the apostles wonder about this great apostasy. It's all there in the scriptures. The present darkness that has taken the whole world wouldn't have been so dark had organized Christianity not gone apostate, had it abided in Christ. 
But because you went dark, the world got darker. The apostasy that started rearing the head in the early church has now fully grown. Almost all our counterfeit church organizations and denominations. That's the reason the 21st century world sees not light but darkness that is zooming, coming out from organized Christianity. That is why billions of human beings on earth have refused to believe. They have refused to believe because all they see is darkness and they don't want to embrace darkness. Organized Christianity continues to sabotage the mission of God. God is asking his children, you hearing my voice, and those who hear it later, in apostate church groups and affiliations, to come out now, not tomorrow, today. Because when you continue to stay, you are in disobedience. God is also asking you and I to rise up and take back our stolen kingdom. Usurpers are in the kingdom of God. That's claiming to be, but they're not. Why the true children are mopping the floors and too afraid to speak up? Scripture, please. I read from Second Corinthians chapter six, verses one to eighteen. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Praise the Lord. I know we read this scripture often. Even false teachers and pastors use it to tell you, oh yes, don't believe us, those ones who are in the nightclubs. Those ones who are doing stuff outside who have not. No, it's not true. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, those who have not believed. Those who have not believed that those who are not just believing, they show it in their actions. Words, actions. Their actions match their words. Those are the believers. The rest are false. So it says, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Those who say they believe but are not living right are lawless. So why should you have fellowship with them if truly you are a child of God? Number one. Number two. Say one communion has light with darkness. Yes, that's why. There is organized churches is too dark. And you walk in there. And God is asking in verse 15. What accord has Christ with Belial? What part has a believer with unbeliever? What agreement has a temple of God with idols? You are the temple of the living God. See, believers are the temple of the living God. But each Sunday, many of you march into these idol-worshipping places. Those places, they always lift up money and ask for money. And then you go in there 
or pray to people that are there saying that they're going to help you. When you go there, the temple of God, you are carrying, God has given you the benefit of being his temple, and you are now going into Belia, and you come out and you expect what? Now, that's why there's no anointing. That's why some of you have fallen from the faith. Because you didn't understand this scripture. Took me time to understand it. And I will even say, I mean, just, just, <laughs> maybe just now. Praise the Lord. He says, I will dwell among them, in you, not in buildings. He said, I'll be your God, and you are my people. So he's telling you today, those of you who are going to church, those buildings called churches where mammon is lifted, where your pastors ride jets, where they live very luxuriously, nothing wrong if they made the money by themselves, but not from collecting tithes and offerings from people, where they preach only those things that will enable them to make more money. If you are going there, you are sinning. God is telling you today, come out from there so that he, God, will what? Bless you. And he asked you to come out from among unbelievers because the day you repented truly, you separated. But you are going to church buildings thinking you are with believers. No, you are with unbelievers. What we call unbelieving believers. They pretend they are believers, but the actions belie that truth. That's the message of the hour. Because like I said, as I was coming here to, that's when this came up now. Yes, they are not the temple of God. So when you go there, you are polluting yourself. You are inviting demons. You are also promoting them, which you are giving, and you say you are blessing God. No, you are not. Please, shout this to everybody you know. If you go into an assembly where mammon is presented as God, if you go into an assembly where all the pastor talks about our tithes and offerings, if you go into an assembly where all they talk about our buildings, 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 never talking about eternal life, never talking about yielding yourself, never talking about sanctification, never talking about which is holiness, never talking about the righteousness that comes is from God, not from what you do. And you continue. You have yourself to blame. You see, I've said it all. There's no need recapping what I was said. Please, what is enough for the wise? Because most of these church organizations, just like Judah, are enemies of the gospel of Christ. You need to come out and become the Jeremiah of your time. Because the time is too short. That's why I made that comment. Those who want to become the Jeremiahs. We are willing to work with you to be the Jeremiah of your time in your place, wherever you are, anywhere in the world. Become a faithful witness. Next scripture, please. John chapter 15, verses 4 to 9. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me 
and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Praise the Lord for his word. God wants his children, his obedient children, to depend on him. In the same manner, branches depend on the tree for nourishment, as the scripture we just read. That is the only way you and I can grow spiritually. That's the only way you and I can remain faithful. That's the only way you and I can be what? Fruitful. And God is pleased when the children are not just proclaiming the good news, but are obedient. The world is not interested in hearing what you're saying. They want to see how you are doing. Action speaks louder than voice. So when your actions match the words of the kingdom, praise God. I urge you today, all who listen or watch this broadcast, to become an obedient and faithful witness. I'm appealing to you. Please rededicate your life anew to our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Please rededicate it anew today. Drink the living water every day, every moment if you can. The living water is God's word. The more you drink, the stronger your spirit will be. That's the key to growth. And as you abide in Christ, taking nourishment from God's word, tell me why. <laughs> the Lord will open your inner eyes. And your heart will begin to apprehend those things in God's word that previously you didn't understand. Because you are taking nourishment. And the Holy Spirit is there guiding, oh yes, this is my son, this is my daughter. Let's help him understand this first now. Or this, this situation. That's the only way you can. You have to abide in Christ. I have to abide in Christ. If I'm not abiding in him, the Bible says, I'll be cut off. That goes for you. You find your prayer life being reinvigorated when you are abiding in Christ. You know why? You no longer be asking a miss. You no longer be asking for stupid and foolish things. Why? The Holy Spirit will be leading you, giving you the words to pray with. With understanding and without understanding. The Holy Spirit will help you to ask for only those things that He knows will help you along your journey and your witnessing. He's not going to give you something that will destroy you somewhere or derail your faith. You will pray according to the will of God. You, it's just a problem. We ask for many things, give this day, but some may be the things that will destroy you or I. Please, this is very key. If you want to be a faithful witness, surrender all to Him. Begin to live for Him. Say, I will live for you, whatever the situation may be. That is the key. And your prayers will be answered when you are praying according to the will of God. That's what he means in verse 7. If you abide in me, meaning you are taking your nourishment from my word. And you are living righteously because my righteousness I have already imparted to you. 
Christ says, my words will abide in you. You will ask what you desire. He knows then because it's the Holy Spirit that put those desires in you. Not your carnal self. Again, differentiate. Desire you say you have carnal. No, God is not interested. It's the spiritual that he's interested. But then sometimes he will also bless you, but he will lead you. He'll be the one to say, this is what I, you need to go on this journey. You need water. He needs water. She needs food in order to reach that place. The employment is there. No, that employment is not good for him or her. This is the, see, God knows everything. Please. So you will only do the things God knows will help you not to miss eternal life. Because you are totally dependent on God. Just like a baby. A newborn baby is dependent on her mother. He or she knows nothing else. That baby knows nothing else but the mother to suckle all the time. You'll be a faithful witness. And the light of Christ in you will be seen by all. You don't need to advertise anything. They will know. And God will draw them to see that light, which is Christ. And so when they believe, they're not believing you, they're believing Christ. They are not seeing you, they are seeing God. There is no time to waste. There is no time to waste. The night is far gone. It will soon be midnight. And the Trump comes, will you be there with him? That's a question. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 25. Verses 20 and 21. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Praise the Lord. Most of you know about the parable of the talents. Five, two, and one. We've chosen the first one. The person that had five talents was faithful. And God rewarded him. Oh. Uh -huh. The talents God has given you. What have you done with them? Hide them under your closet. Be afraid to speak to even people that you believe in Christ. To fail to challenge the leadership in your churches when they're leading people astray. The talents he gave you, is it to support your pastors who you know are false? By promoting titan which is not true. By continuously building which is not what is biblical. Is that what you've been doing with the resources that belongs to God? You give account, just as I'll give account. Every one of us will give account to his children. So it's time to take stock of the talent God has given you and how you've been utilizing them. Praise the Lord. Let's please. Matthew chapter 24, verses 45 to 47. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, 
will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. Praise the Lord. The wise and faithful servant is the one that gives the, the ruler's household food in due season. This is the time of the due season. What food are you giving to those around you? Your friends, family, neighbors? I give him the food where all of you always celebrate your birthday parties. Nothing wrong. You have various ceremonies. Lavishly, if you like. Attend all parties because after all you have to reach the world. Continue on the internet to subscribe to everything that comes up, every joke. Is that the food you are giving to your friends? Remember, if you went further in the verse, he will say, the unfaithful servant was the one who was beating his servants. Didn't give them food. In this case, you are not beating them, but you are giving them false food. You are letting them know not who you are, but you want them to know who they think you are. You are pretending because you are denying the Lord who bought you. There is no time to waste. If your wise servant begin to feed people around you the truth about your life. Live it, speak it, and nothing will happen to you. And even if you die in the process, so what? You are meeting your master. Next scripture, please. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 5. Moses was suddenly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truth. God would reveal later. Praise the Lord. All of us have an accounting to do. All of us have an accounting to do. I brought Moses because he was a servant of God. He was faithful. There are many others. Joshua, I can continue naming them. Come to the New Testament, Brother Paul, Peter, all the apostles, minus one, of course. They were all faithful. And there's a reward for them. Because your works will be revealed later. What will the works be revealed about you at the end of the age? What will the works be revealed about me at the end of the age? That's always the question. That's why you, I said there's no more time to waste. Do a course correction right now. Make a U-turn and start doing it today. Because as I'm speaking to you, I'm fully persuaded that the Holy Spirit has been talking to you. Those of you who are hearing my voice and being touched. You have you been spoken to. Don't wait for anything. This is a confirmation of what already has been told you on the inside. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. Revelations chapter 17, verse 14. Together, they will go to war against the Lamb. But the Lamb will defeat them because he is Lord of all lords and King of all kings. And his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. Praise the Lord. Together, that's how they are raptured. They are the ones who are going to come with the Lamb. Will you be there? Will I be there? Because the time is very imminent. That's a challenge I give to you today. As we conclude this series of contending for the gospel of, the, of Christ. If you are not contending, then you are not faithful. If I'm not contending, then I'm not faithful. And it starts today by you living for Christ. And I living for Christ. 
You want to be among the chosen faithful ones who will go to war with the Lamb of God. Because the Lamb of God will defeat, in fact, he has already defeated them because God sees everything from back to forward. His chosen faithful ones, will you be among them? The only way to be among them, the only way I can be among them is to what? Live for Christ. Begin today. Because I'm going to sing a song. Says I'll live for him, I'll live for Jesus. My life, my love, I give to you, Lord Jesus. Thou Lamb of God, who died for me. May I ever be faithful, my Savior and my God, I pray. I'll live for Jesus, and you should live for him. Because he died for us. How happy your life and my life will be when we live for him. I will live for him who died for me. Because he's my Savior and my God. And I believe that you, Lord Jesus, does receive. For you died that I might live. He died that you might live. And now, henceforth, I'll trust in thee, my Savior and my God. Be you pleased to trust our Savior and our God. I'll live for him who died for me. How happy will our lives be if we're living for him? We will live for him who died for us, my Savior and my God. Oh, thou Jesus who died on the cross to save my soul and make me free. I will consecrate my life to thee today. And I'm asking all who are hearing my voice or watching to consecrate their lives to God. Because Jesus is our Savior and our God. We may have to. And we have to. We have no choice but to live for him. Remember what Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I that live but Christ that lives in me. Allow Christ in you now to begin to manifest to the world. Let your light so shine that the world will see and glorify your Father in heaven. Don't hide the light again. But it starts by consecrating your life anew to the Lord Jesus Christ. Make a determined determination that I will live for him. Forget the world. Yes, the attractions are there. Don't get something by all the rubbish around you. And be honest. Don't look around you. Look up. The day is coming. And very soon. When God is going to require you to give account of all the talents he has deposited. Of the truth you have heard, which you fail to pass on to others because you were afraid. Why you can't share these messages you receive, even though you know them to be true? Why you are afraid to stand with God who has put in your heart time to stand, time to rise up and reclaim the gospel of Christ, which many have mutilated? Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I've done my own. I've given your people your word. I've done as I'm led. Father, bless all who have had. Let them have the courage. Let them not be fearful, Lord. Let them go forth 
and take the gospel of the kingdom. Use it look like the rod of Moses to destroy every other falsehood around. Lord your God, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ in their homes. And I pray, Lord, that you will enable them. Enable them to stop being cowards. Enable them to stop being fearful. Enable them, Lord, open their eyes to see that the harvest is indeed plentiful, but people are waiting to hear the truth. People are waiting to see the life of Christ reflected in among his children and in his children. Help them, Lord, wherever they are, anywhere in the world. Blessings, glory, and honor. As I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon their situation and circumstance, Lord, for deliverances, Lord, for healings, Lord. May your mercy, O Lord, reign in their lives. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. We'll see you next Sunday by God's grace.